Let's get into the news now. We'll get more into that election here shortly. But we got restaurant news in Chapel Hill. The big one, Raising Cane's, opened this morning in the highly visible location at the corner of East Franklin and Columbia Street in downtown Chapel Hill. Of course, that uh, spot been through several businesses over the last few years. But Raising Cane's held their ribbon-cutting ceremony this morning. And they were doing all sorts of fun giveaways. 20 people who stood in line today got a year's worth of uh, raising canes, so that's pretty exciting. The first 100 customers to purchase a combo meal got a gift also. Spokesman for the restaurant said folks started lining up at 6.30 yesterday. Uh, people, A lot of people excited about that restaurant, partially because of its location, partially because of the hours that they plan on keeping. They're going to be staying open late, serving fast food on Franklin Street, and uh, I think there's a large appetite for that, at least initially. We'll see how it goes. Meanwhile, over at Eastgate, a uh, restaurant that was announced months ago that's had people's eyebrows raised, a new brunch place called Snooze, and they actually had a soft opening earlier uh, over the weekend. It was a fundraiser for Porch, and uh, our own Brighton McConnell went and had positive reviews, so definitely looking forward to making it over there. Their actual opening is tomorrow morning, and that is Snooze AM Eatery over at Eastgate. Moving on to the election at hand. Early voting period wrapped up with record turnout, indicating that we might see a pretty high turnout here on Election Day as well. Uh, a lot of people had it out there today. If you're among the people who voted today or who are yet to vote, some things are different in the actual Election Day voting process than they are in the early voting process. 97.9 The Hills' Brighton McConnell has details. Early voting has picked up in popularity for several reasons, among them being the ability to register to vote and fill out your ballot in the same place. But after the end of early voting on Saturday, you can no longer initially register for this election or update your registration. According to the Orange County Elections Director Rachel Raper, though, that is not the most common mistake election officials see on Election Day. During early voting, you can go to any site you want, whatever's most convenient to you. On election day, voters should present to their assigned precincts. And I think that's probably the biggest misconception about early voting versus election day. Residents' precincts are determined by their registered address, which needs to be in Orange County to participate in this year's Chapel Hill, Carborough, and Hillsborough elections. If someone shows up at an incorrect precinct, Raper said people won't just be turned away and told they can't vote. What the precinct official will do is they will find out what precinct the voter should be voting at, and they're going to let that voter know where that voting location is. Now, if a voter cannot get to that location or does not want to get to that location, the voter would have to vote a provisional ballot. Provisional ballots are a way for a voter to still have their vote cast, but it will not be immediately added to the total like the rest on Election Day. Instead, there is a process for checking to see whether the person's mistake either in which precinct they reported to, how they are registered to vote, whether they have an acceptable voter identification or have an unreported move, disqualifies them from participating. Raper said anyone voting a provisional ballot will have theirs sent in an envelope with the person's details and will get a number to track its results. Our office will get that ballot back with the information, and then we research the voter to determine if the voter was eligible to cast that ballot. We present the information that we've researched to our board, 
And then our board is who ultimately decides if the voter was eligible to cast that ballot. If the voter was eligible, that ballot will be tabulated. And then if that voter was not eligible, the ballot would not be tabulated. To help make sure people arrive at their correct precinct, Raper suggested they use the voter search tool through the North Carolina Board of Elections or to look on the County Board of Elections website. If people are still confused on Election Day, she also suggested to simply ask one of the poll workers at a site what to do. They are there to help you and help walk you through the voting process. While the voter ID law is in effect for the first time during this local election cycle, Raper added that through the second to last day of early voting, no Orange County voters had yet to report to an early voting site without a valid form of ID. You can find a list of what IDs are accepted by heading to chapelboro.com. For 97.9 The Hill, I'm Brighton McConnell. Thank you, Brighton. You can find a print version of that story on chapelboro.com. You can also make your way over there for all the election results as they come in tonight. Of course, polls are still open till 7.30, so if you've yet to cast your ballot and you're already registered, I encourage you to make your way out to your polling place and uh, cast your ballot in this very important municipal election here locally. A lot of change coming our way in local government, including new mayors in Chapel Hill, Carborough, Pittsburgh, and Hillsborough, and Durham for that matter. Another change coming that's likely to have a pretty big impact on Carborough is that they are in the process of finding a new town manager. As town manager Richard White recently had his last day after two years on the job, I spoke with town council member Susan Romaine last week about Richard White's impact on the town. Our manager, Richard White, has been with the town uh, two plus years. I had a chance to see him for the last time today in the chamber and uh, wish him well. He's been um, really such a terrific manager for Carborough these last two years. And I think a Richard is um, just such a thoughtful person, uh, somebody who always does his homework and just really well informed on all the issues but also Richard is somebody who's a, he's a true visionary and I think he has an ability to come into a municipality and really understand some of the big foundational changes that need to be made to help that organization or in our case town government thrive and that's what he did here in Carborough really laid the foundation for us to do some um, you know laid the laid the foundation for some really really great changes ahead so I'm very appreciative. Town of Carborough is already underway with their search for a new town manager that was uh, Carborough Mayor Pro Tem Susan Romaine speaking there and you can find that full conversation in the News on the Hill section of Chapelboro.com. Time to talk about sports and we get to talk about basketball because there was a basketball game that counted last night Season got started properly for the men's team with an 86-70 win over Radford at the Smith Center. It was close for the first 15 minutes or so of game action, then UNC started to pull away with an 8-0 run late in the first. He steadily expanded that lead throughout the second half. Also saw some uh, actual substitution patterns taking place there as Coach Tinkers with the lineups here in early season action the way it should be. Armando Baycott did lead all scorers with 25. He also pulled down 13 boards. R.J. Davis added 13, as did transfer Cormac Ryan. Next up for the men's team will be Lehigh on Sunday at 2 o'clock in the Smith Center. Before the game last night, UNC honored Walter Davis. 
wearing special warm-ups featuring his name and number, holding a moment of silence before tip-off as it was the first Carolina game since Davis's passing last week. It was also the first public appearance of Walter Davis's nephew, Carolina head coach Hubert Davis. What Hubert said his uncle meant to him and what he told the team about Walter Davis's legacy. You know, I'm 53 years old and Uncle Walt has been in my life for 53 years. Um, I told the team that um, the reason that I'm here is because of Uncle Walt. Um, I don't get a scholarship. I don't get a chance to go here without Uncle Walt being here. And so because of that, everything significant in my life has happened here because of Uncle Walt. And I told the team, I said, you know, Uncle, Uncle Walt's given me a number of gifts, and that was one of the gifts that he's given me. But, you know, you guys have been given a gift as well. You guys have been given the gift of still being able to play, play with this uniform on, run out of that tunnel and play on that floor and play together as a team. So what are you going to do with this gift? And I just told him about my relationship and how impactful it was to me and who I am as a person. And the reason why I want the best out of them is um, the things that uh, Uncle Walt has taught me throughout my entire life. UNC head coach Hubert Davis speaking there after the win against Radford on Monday. For more coverage of Carolina men's basketball, you can visit our sports page at chapelboro.com. Looking ahead to some more action coming up this week with some pretty big implications. Carolina women's basketball starts their season tomorrow. They'll be at home hosting Gardner-Webb. Men's soccer also in action tomorrow. They will be at Syracuse. That is ACC tournament semifinal action. Winner moves on to the championship game, so that's a pretty big one. Not sure how many folks expected men's soccer to be in this position with this opportunity, but it's a golden one. Look forward to seeing what they do with it tomorrow. Also learned where women's soccer landed in the NCAA tournament. They are a three-seed. They'll open against Townsend on Friday at 6 o'clock, and that will be on Dorrance Field.